Welcome to the 76th edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic Again. I am Tiger Height. And I am still your Majestic Champion. You tied. Peanut Gallery. Also, before we get into it, hats, link down below in the description or click on the link tree right next to us and get yours. Uh, they're pretty good quality and I really like them. So, let's get into the show because we have a lot to talk about. Let's first talk about Triple Mania. Okay. This was Mexico City, and this happened on the 15th. Yes. But because we had family in town, we had to wait until now to actually do the show. Right. So, so let's go through it. Yes. We started off with the Fatal 4-Way match to determine the number one contenders. It was Los Hermanos Lee, Mysticez, and Commander. We had... Um, Oh god, who were the other ones? Because I only have three for some reason up here. I don't remember all. I don't remember uh, Los, all four Los Vipers were in, in that match definitely, and then it was it wasn't Octagon. I can't remember the other team. I can't remember the other team. Because for some reason I only typed in three because I'm oh. an idiot. Uh, the winners are the number one contenders for FTR. When they're doing that title match, I have no clue. Right. Um, I do not know. At first, I was really confused about what this match was because the some of the luchadors came out with like. They, like, they looked like midgets, yeah. but then I realized that the, those are their children. Like, a lot right. of a lot of the wrestlers came out with their children. Yes. I, but I think that's a traditional thing, and yep. it just totally threw me off. But the match itself was actually pretty good. I liked it. It was very phonetic and dynamic. There was a lot of it things was, happening. Yeah, there was a lot of things happening. It's that's a That's a negative. It's, it's, you know, it's oh, it, the, other, the other sword. Uh, the other team was... Um, Ariz and Willie Mack. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was Willie Mack because they did that dance-off in that's the beginning. Right. That was weird. It was very strange. But first, but goddamn, that guy is over. And it's great to see because I like Willie Mack. But, uh -huh. you know, that's kind of there. But, yeah. No, they just wrestled for a little bit. I'm not sure how long the match was. It felt like, you know, 25 minutes. But I don't right. think it was that long. And it was the C4 spike for Los Hermanos Lee to win. I'm not surprised about that. And you have an Orange Cassidy thumbs Yeah, up. I'm kind of in that same boat. I think it could have been structured a little bit better, yep. but given the opening match, it is what it is. All right, let's go to our women's champion match. The original challenger was Thunder Rosa, but she's hurt. So we have Taya Valkyrie, or Taya, that's only known in Mexico, taking on Camille. It was a clunky ass This was match. a weird match. There was a lot of interference and very clunky, and I don't know why. It didn't get out of first gear for me. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I'm going to give it a full thumbs down as well. And that's really odd because this is literally a rematch for the Women's World Champion in NWA, and they had right. a great match. Yep. So them kind of dropping the ball like I, this. I think I think I think Camille was out of her element. Oh yeah, absolutely. She was way out of her element with this. This was not her style. Lucha Libre is a very different yeah, style. That's just not her though. That's why Keep in mind of how long she's been good. in the business right. too. Like she has not really gotten the experience of truly going to Mexico and doing that right now. Right. I'm not discrediting her, but she was definitely kind of she looked like deer in the headlights yeah. as it relates to just style differences. Anyway, it was the modified STF for Taya to retain yep. the title. And yeah, thumbs down. Not the best match in the world, but you know what? I'm just going to give it to him because, at the very least, Camille was inexperienced. Right. Let's talk about this three-way. This was so freaking bizarre. It was a bizarre, yeah. I um, trios champions match. NGD, Psycho Clown. It was Psycho Clown. It was Bandito and Laredo Kid. Yep. 
and then it was Jomini Camarero, Sammy, um, Sam Adonis, and then Brian Cage. Yeah. I like very, the very weird teams. I like the teams, and um, Caballero's entrance was awesome. Stop it. Uh, his team was really good. Or his entrance was really good. I yeah. loved it. And also, this was a much better match structurally than the mm-hmm. tag match to kick off the show. I yeah. thought I thought it worked a lot better, and yep. I think it's because it wasn't so phonetic. I right. think because there was an opportunity for things to breathe. Right. And even in a fatal four-way match, you can do that. They right. just didn't. But here is a great example of them doing that. Right. Also, Psycho Clown is so popular, and I, I don't understand why. Anyways, I'm going to give a Orange Cassidy thumbs I'm up. I'm going to give it a full thumbs up. I was going to give it two, but let's talk about this ending. So, uh, Cabanero won the match by hitting a low blow and a pin on Laredo. But for some reason, and I have no idea when this stipulation was ever a thing, because the champions were not involved in the pinfall... They keep the titles. That doesn't make any sense. What is the point of having a multi-man match in any situation for a title if the only people who matter are the champions to pin them? Right. Like, what the hell is that? I don't know. No, the winners of the match should get the titles. Like, that is clear-cut coding. But like I said, overall, I still did like the match a lot. The match itself saved the stipulation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or given that right. weird rule. Yeah, I don't know. Given I, that weird rule. I, th- I think because we... I'm not sure if that's just a general Mexico rule, but we're, maybe we're just not exposed to it as much, so mm-hmm. it just seems very foreign. But it was just very bizarre. It was. <sighs> this could be one of the worst matches of this year. Yeah. Uh, two hair, thumbs down. Two thumbs down. Absolutely. Uh, this was the hair versus hair. Cybernetico and Pagano... It had the best rivalry going into it. By a mile, it had the best rivalry. And then they pooped all over the ring. This was so embarrassingly bad. Like, I I knew it was going to be a hardcore match. Like, it was obvious it was. And I'm like, okay, hair versus hair matches is a stipulation about embarrassment. Right. And this match itself, both of these guys should be absolutely embarrassed. Yeah. This was L, L, L all the way. Yeah. It was clunky the the pacing was all over the place so you really couldn't get into anything yeah and then there was so much goddamn interference yeah what in the actual fuck was that it I don't know. how you make this majestic again is that you get rid of the interference that was the most <laughs> Get rid of the match. No, that will <laughs> throw the match away. <laughs> if you have to, if you have to have the match but you made a really good point this had the best rivalry going it into it but then this happened. It's yep. like there was so much interference const- constantly yeah. throughout the whole match. The referee's sitting there waving his hands around like he's having a seizure. And I'm like, dude, right. this is not necessary. And like, I get it. They're heels. But for crying out loud, I w- at least want a good match. Right. It was just so bad. And just for whatever, it was the, it was the sacrifice for – oh, no, I'm sorry. That was for uh, – that was for a much better Lucha de Apuestas match. This was the suplex on the ladder through the platform for the win. It was just a it was just bad. A clusterfuck, overbooked, yep. horribly worked. Yep. 
And then we didn't. And then the worst part is that we didn't even get to see the head shaving. Right. I don't. I don't recall them ever doing um, that. They they did it backstage. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Part of that is doing it in front of the live crowd. Right. Like what in the actual hell? What an embarrassing match. Thank God this thing exists. Right. Eo okay. Eo Del Vikingo defending the Tripla A Mega Champion against Phoenix. Two thumbs up. It was a great match. It was two thumbs up for me. Absolutely. Uh, Phoenix. Should have had the other titles on the line. This should have been winner takes winner all. Take all. That would have been a much better stipulation, personally. But you know what? We got what we got, and I'm happy that we had right. it. Uh, the pacing was absolutely perfect for a lucha match. Yep. Um, they gave things time to like stew and settle. Vikingo is very popular with this crowd, and he gravity just literally does not know about this guy. Right. And it's like, come on, guys, let's be, let's pick it up. But right. overall, it was just very good. I really wouldn't have changed anything no. with this match whatsoever. No nope. Uh, like, when you have the Lucha Brothers in a match, it's always going to be a pretty good match. Right. Well, in, in Mexico, yeah, but yeah. we've seen them with some stinkers. Yeah, we see uh, yeah. AEW, but yeah. that's for other circumstances. Uh, the only, the only thing that I would change. There was nothing structurally about the match, and there was nothing storyline wise going into the match that I would change. But I would have had winner take all. Yeah. Triple champion. Yeah. Because I think that would have been good, but they I maybe they were afraid that it would have overshadowed the main event. But yeah. I don't think it would have because the main event itself was actually very good. Yeah, let's talk about that. For Lucha de Apuestas, Mask versus Mask, we have Pentagon Jr. taking on Villano for this we all knew who was going to win this match. That was a foregone conclusion. Villano I thought. I thought. Pirate. I thought between the Lucha de Apuestas match, this one was going to be the stinker because of uh, Villano Ford's age and yeah. his experience. But man, they actually managed to pull out a again, really good match. Again, this is what happens when you have a Lucha brother in a match. Is in Mexico at least is that you don't get stinkers. You don't get a bad match. You get something good. Right. And mask versus mask, well, that's always going to be a big deal. Oh, yeah, and they they made it feel like it was going to be a big deal, mm -hmm. you know? It was that. Yeah. So um, in that reverse tournament where the winner advances into it, I think is really clever. Or the, yeah, the, no, the loser. The loser, the loser advances, te technically. But it just, it made it feel really special. Yeah. And I think I was so happy to watch Every single match about this tournament, and I'm excited for the next round because this was great. Mm -hmm. And they made, the, and especially even at the end when Villano lost the match because he's retiring. I mean, he, I think he's 57. Yeah. Like, come on. But it felt so important. Yeah. Every single one of his kids who are other Villanos were like untying the mask. Like each of them right. pulled a thing out representing what was happening here. And right. you're like, wow, this feels this feels very impactful. Yeah. And, you know, Villanos have been around for ever yeah. in Lucha Libre. So them doing this was absolutely great. And the respect that those two showed after a brutal match too. Yeah. Like no punches. Villano did great. Absolutely. And <laughs> we've seen him in some stinkers, too. Right, we have. But, but overall, a great main event to yep, end it. This one, up. yep, two thumbs up. You know, it wasn't maybe not the best match workhorse-wise, but the importance, the significance, and the pageantry with yep. everything really kind of put it over for yeah. me. And that's part of wrestling. Yep, it is. So I was very happy with this. I wouldn't have changed a thing. It was majestic. So... 
when we come back, we're going to be talking about Halloween Havoc. Yes. So we'll be right back. And we are back. And let's talk about Halloween Havoc. Yes. Ups and downs to it. Yes. Because there were some really cringe bad parts to it. And then there were really good matches. So let's talk about our first one, which was an absolute classic. Two thumbs up, by the way. Absolutely. Two thumbs up. Great opening match. Qualifiers to stipulation to what is meant on that, which is the ladder match for the North American champion, Carmelo Hayes, Wesley, Von Wagner, Oro Mensa, and Nathan Fraser. Everybody in this match looked good. Oh, even, yeah. Even Von Wagner. And I, think, I know. It's like, how do you make a Von Wagner match good? But they managed to pull it off. Not only a Von Wagner match looking good, they made Von Wagner look good. Like, he was seen as a legitimate threat. Yeah. No, he was. He did a lot of great stuff in yep, this. I a mean, a lot of great spots. Everybody did. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of creativity with it. It felt that importance. Yep. Uh, it, there was just a lot happening here. Great stuff. I wouldn't have changed anything for it. No. Um, especially given the winner, too. Because yep. the I think the announcers really should have a hand in this because they really put over... They did. They, they really um, did a very good job of explaining yep. everything. So it was good. Yep, absolutely. It was absolutely good. And I think with Wesley winning this title was something that he needed so bad. It kind of sets him apart now. Yep. You know, he's no longer, oh, that rascal. Yeah, he's, he's not now... He's not the rascal who lost his tag partner. It's Wesley who has his own identity. You know, there were a lot of right. people who were behind him, and I like Wesley. But this really, I think, cemented it for people who may have that question right. of, can Wesley do it by himself? Exactly. But it's, now it's almost like we had that question when uh, when the North split up and we had Josh Alexander and then Ethan Page going to AEW. Ethan Page ends up joining another tag team, but Josh Alexander was the one that set himself apart um, mm-hmm. and and made a name for himself without a tag team partner. Exactly, and I think that's really important to distinguish yeah. is that. This is kind of where you have, you know, uh, Zachary Wentz. I've been following him. I follow him on social media, and he's doing smaller shows, and it seems like he's doing quite well for himself, Mm -hmm. which is good for him, keeping himself busy. But this is really going to be the big test for Wesley. And really at this point is how are you going to follow up with this? And we're not necessarily fantasy bookers into the future. We make pro wrestling majestic again for the past. Right. So given that – there's not really much I would change no. from the match to what led up to it, which is qualifiers, to Wesley winning. Right. There really wasn't anything that I would do differently as it relates to this. Let's talk about our next match, which was the spin the wheel, make a deal match between Grayson Waller and Apollo Crews. And it was the casket match, which is the first time ever that they had a casket match. This was kind of weird. I, I liked it, but the problem was is that a lot of what was surrounding this rivalry were the eyes and blinding somebody. Right. And why a casket match of all things? And why didn't they put more emphasis on, like, the eyes? Because that was literally the buildup to this match where they were hurting each other's vision. Right. And doing something else probably would have made it better. They worked hard, and I think... Um, Grayson Waller really shined well in this. I mean, he looked, you can really tell that he has a lot of good I'm going to give chops. an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. I am though. as well. Um, I just, the stipulation just didn't, really it didn't, fit. it didn't, it didn't, it didn't fit. fit in no, well. it really did not fit in the rivalry for me, but it was a good match. And I it, will say, and it didn't make it feel like it was a complete 
story. You right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I actually have to agree with you on that. Great, um, like great conceptualization on what that was because I had that feeling. Right. And I'm like, how can I put this in words? And I think you did that quite well where it's like, you know, it was a good, well-worked match, but why? Right. And I think that should not be the question on why the casket match. Right. So, you know, that's kind of there. Let's talk about oh now boy. the other one, which was Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez in Weapons Wild, which was another spin the wheel, make a deal match. And I really like this match. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, the that one made a little more sense stipulation-wise. That mm-hmm. one made a little more sense. And it was a fitting way of ending this, this rivalry. Saga. Right, exactly. And I don't know what the future is going to be holding. I think Roxanne is going to Maine, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I feel like that would be a bad idea, but it kind of sounds like this she is. Yeah. But um, this was definitely a good blow-off. And also, you know, with everything there, the announcers and the video really kind of put somebody like you who wasn't watching it every week into I yeah. know why it's a weapons wild. Right. These two are facing each other. Let's have weapons. Yeah, this Let's is this do... is a, this is where it makes sense to have right. the stipulation. This is appropriate, right. and they had a lot of really good spots. I thought the emotion was good, and it was a fun little match. You know, mm-hmm. I'll give it a full thumbs up. They worked oh, yeah. hard, and I think the rivalry going into it really sold it. And then yep. both of them just showed good emotion throughout the contest, yep. and I think that really added a lot of great quality to the presentation Mm -hmm. and it was the pop rocks for Roxanne to win so definitely a much needed win for Roxanne but now where do you go with uh Cora Jade they were really on her but now they're kind of cooling down so who knows I'm not gonna speculate too much into it because I think there's a lot well before we go into this before we go into this we Gotta talk about that well, segment. Well, well, we'll talk about which which segment. Are you talking about the women's championship? No, match? no, no, okay. no, no, no. The Shotzi segment, um, where she was in there with Quincy Elliott dressed as a banana. No, I'm not going to talk. You're about not. You're that. not going to waste your time. No. Um, go back into it. It was unbelievably awful. Like it was. It was weird. It was very strange. It felt very poorly, poorly. Acted. Yes, it was just, and it it, to, it kind of took me away from it took the show. You, it took you. It took me away from the vibe. It yes, was, it was not vibing. Nope, I have to agree with you on that. Anyway, now let's get back into a match where an ambulance match feels appropriate. Yes, and yes, and I'm I'm a little torn about whether or not this was actually appropriate. But the more I think about it, the more I agree. It was an appropriate way of ending this. Yep, and I don't think it's the end either. You would think so? No. I don't I don't think so either, given the circumstance. So Damon Kemp, Julius Creed, uh, if Julius lost this match, then Brutus would have been fired, and it was the ambulance match. And honestly, I did really like this it, match. It, and again, this one had a foregone conclusion. We kind of knew who was going to win this match at the end of the day. Right. You're not going to separate out the Creeds right now. No. That just That just doesn't make sense. No, it does not. Unless one of them is hurt, yeah. then maybe you could pull that off and do like— Hey, continue the rivalry until one of them gets better. Right. But, you know, they weren't hurt. They just wanted to do this for the reasons. But I like the brutality with it. They showed a lot of good aggression overall. Um, The one thing that I wasn't a big fan of is where they were competing in general was not really necessarily in the ring. It was like in a a cubby corner of the ring. Right. And then – like a platform to go out to the ambulance. It was just 
Really, it was set up a little weird. It was very strange. I think if you were gonna do this, and they've had, they've had vehicles legitimately go right into the building, like right into the door. Yeah, I would have had it a little bit closer. Yeah, or just do it in the backstage strictly. Right. Then that would have made sense. Right. But this was just felt very weird because they kind of it felt, put the, it felt like they were halfway committed. Right. They felt it felt like they were limiting themselves to it because mm-hmm. of the stipulation. Um, maybe this one would have been better with a different stipulation because the, the chair was a big thing. I know people don't like chairs matches, but I would have done a chairs match or you know something like that. But anyways, um, I'm going to give this full thumbs up. It was a good match. Oh, yeah. The stipulation was kind of – well, again, it was a good stipulation, but it was kind of awkward too. Yeah, it was It was a little awkward. I liked it. There was a good rivalry into it. Yeah. Um, it was paced really well too. I really liked that, and I think this is also showing how good uh, – not only Damon Kemp is because he's a great heel, but how good Julius is as a singles. So, yeah, but and I, I think, think they're testing those waters I think out so too. too. I'm really I'm, – I'm really I wonder that, if they're going to test both Creed brothers out. Well, they already, they already did a little bit with Brutus, and I think Brutus definitely has that potential yeah. in there as well. And also the gear change for Julius Creed. Instead of the singlet, he was only wearing the tights. So maybe that's leading more into maybe they are thinking about separating out the Creeds for a little bit. Like right. Matt and Jeff Hardy, you know? Right. Have their own identities. Have them do their own things. But overall, I did like the match. And obviously, Julius Creed won. Yep. This, okay, there were, this was disjointed. But I it, liked the first part. It was a. It was it was cheesy and tacky. Yes, like it with, was with, with all the Halloween vibes. But I'll be honest with you, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I thought it was acted really well. I thought you know because it is Halloween, it's cheesy. It's supposed to have a lot of cheese with it, and right. that's and that's part of the fun. That is, you know, and, and they did in a very appropriate way where they actually separated out those segments, you know, segment from the match itself. Um, you know where you know where they have that good transition using the vehicle. Yep. Um, For, where um, Alba yeah. Fire, who threw Mandy Rose into the you know the um, Escalade driving, and then they pass the ambulance. Yep. From the so last it was, match, it was a good transition. It really was. And this, the only thing that I had a problem with as as it relates to this match is it, it didn't feel like a match. It didn't. It. Felt it didn't feel like a title match. No, it didn't feel like a title match. It didn't have that title match, I guess, big fight feel to it. Right. There wasn't that big fight feel that you come to expect with WWE and NXT. So, But at the same time, it was wrestled fairly well, but part of it was already done. Yeah. So it's like, what are we? where are we going to go from here? And it felt short. Yeah, it did. So I felt a little bit miffed about that right anyways i'm gonna give it a thumbs up i'm gonna give it i'm I'm giving it a tentative orange cassidy thumbs up Mm -hmm. it was close to having that full thumbs up but just the criticisms are minor but they're there and i think it would have been better if they constructed this a little bit differently right like i I said i think the production went above and beyond oh absolutely yeah just a little bit better with the actual match itself would have definitely saved this right and also did toxic attraction have to get involved because like you beat you beat them up and they were at the haunted house like how the hell did they go from the haunted house behind mandy rose and um alba fire get into the ring and somehow still manage to interfere right like that, that didn't make sense either right there were a lot of things about this that i just was like 
huh? How does that make sense in reality, right. you know? But it was kissed by the Rose for Mandy to retain. And with this retention, she will be a one-year champion. Yep. So, because she won this title at last year's Halloween yep. Havoc. But it was like a couple of uh, couple of weeks after this. One. Right. All right, final match. Main event. What a spectacular match. Yep. Two thumbs up, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Phenomenal match. Uh, Braun Breaker, J.D. McDonough, Ilya Dragunov for the NXT I knew this wasn't going to be a bad match. No. I didn't think it was going to be a bad match, but this thing went way above and beyond what I I even thought it was going to be. They gave it a good amount of time and everything. I mean, it it just hit all the... It it hit everything. The pacing, the timing, the the movements. Everybody was exactly where they needed to be. Great emotion from everything from... Like the silliness between Ilya and JD to Braun Breaker having like that. Are you really trying to take this title away yep. from me? Like he, nobody overshadowed anybody else right. here. Everybody felt like everyone they got were, their moment in the spotlight. Yep, we had a lot of great false finishes, a lot of really good stuff, and mm-hmm. I think it just gives a lot of credit to not only Braun on how good he is, but more experienced JD and Ilya. To really pace this match right. where it needed to be, and I think yep. it worked really well to a really good match. Then it was a spear for Braun Breaker to pick up the victory and still the NXT champion. There you go. I pro- I really wouldn't have done much of anything here yep. differently. Maybe another rematch with these three, but I just don't know right now. So right. it is what it is. Yep. Um. Anyways, that is Halloween Havoc in a quick little nutshell. So, before we come back, I want to let you know we're going to be talking about the impact tapings we went to. If you do not want to watch, if you do if you don't want spoilers, you can you can stop you know, watching stop right watching now. Stop watching right now cuz we're going to be giving a lot of spoilers away over so. the next couple of weeks and I will be watching them again for the regular review because we're going to be reviewing this differently. Right. So, keep that in mind as well. So, All right. So you have me, you have been warned. Yes. So when we come back, we will be doing talking about that impact. 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 Sorry.
All right, we are back. We have given you your spoiler alert. If you continue to listen and say spoiler alert, that's on you. Yeah. Let's talk about Sin City Showdown, which was the Impact tapings in Vegas over the last two nights. Yes, exactly. So before we get into the action, though, let's talk about our experience in a little bit of a nutshell. Very busy both nights in the after parties. So yep. that was good. Yep. Um, a lot of people. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it was great. Very lively. It was... Um, Impact Wrestling knows how to pace this show because we went to the New Japan show and I was talking with one of the guys at the bar during the after party and we both went to, we all went to both shows and New Japan did not know how to pace this no. well to where it felt like a slog. Right. This show did not feel like a slog. No. It was three hours each night, match, 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 boom, 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 not, boom, not boom. A lot of Not a lot of in-ring segments either, which, you know, is good. I don't, Impact doesn't really do a lot of in-ring no, segments. No, not, not in-ring. They do a lot of backstage. Yeah, they they do. don't do a lot of in-ring. So that's a lot of post-production crap. Yep. So it just really worked well. Yeah. And it's going to continue to work well because this was, it just helped it so much, yep. especially given that we have to drive across town to go to them. And then being going to the after parties, you know, we got to make sure that we're good. So I was very happy that we weren't burned out, right. you know, because that sucks right. going to an after party burned out. Right. So we are going to go to, we're going to do both nights because yep. we went to both nights. So let's talk about the start with Friday night. Yep. So this is Friday night in order in somewhat order because I didn't have like all the pictures or anything like that. So there you go. Uh, Black Taurus Laredo Kid kicked us off. It was a fun match overall. People were super into yeah. Black Taurus, and it was Black Taurus hit the double arm pile driver that he's doing, or I think it's called Destination Hell or something like that. Right. I can't remember. Uh, let's talk about PJ Black and Yuya Uramura. Um, the match itself, a little bit slow, personally yeah. speaking, but, you know, it's always good to see it PJ was, Black. It, yeah, so you, you know, Yuya is a little bit younger, not not as experienced, but, um, yeah, it was... He's coming into his own. He, he needs to build maybe a little more of a character. He still feels very young lion-ish, yes. but, you know... Oh, uh, and just as a reminder, these are first-round exhibition tournament matches. Oh, yes, these were first-round exhibitions. Yes. Uh, we pretty much watched so, the whole tournament, so once again, yeah. spoiler alert. And it was uh, PJ Black to win with a crucifix... Thing. I didn't really see the ending of it except for the setup, so I knew it was a crucifix thing. Let's talk about another X Division match, which was Trey Miguel and Alan Angels. Mm -hmm. So I I liked the match itself. I thought yeah. it was good. Uh, people weren't super into Angels for some reason. They were like kind of there, but I think because Angels was so low on Dark Order, they're like, who is this guy? You know? Right, and I think he's still trying to find his. Uh his uh, a voice as well. Well, I think he's going to, given what happens later. But right. we'll talk about that here in a moment. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, it was Trey Miguel won this match, I believe. Uh, yes, it was. It was a sweeping thing for Miguel to pick up the victory, okay. so he did advance. Uh, the next one, I don't have a picture, so we're just going to stay stagnant here for right now. And that was Tasha Steele sticking on a girl from... Denver, I think her first name was Rochelle. It was someone who was being trained in the FSW school. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of those people. Yeah. In so, um, anyways. Uh, this was totally lame. It, it kind was. Of, it, 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 kind it, of, was, it was just a stupid little match. It wasn't even a match. No, it wasn't. So, it was like, oh, let me have the competition it was, here. It was, it was for a... Um, it was for segments, right? This was this was probably one of the only in ring like talkie segments yes. that we had. Yep. You know, uh, next one once again. Don't have a picture, but it is what it is. Um, what was it? 
It was a Chris Bay Tommy Dreamer. Yes. Yeah, that was the match that happened. I don't know why, but I said in a fun sorry match on my notes. So I was like, a fun sorry match. It might have been slow. Yeah. But it, no, it was it was short. It was short. It was a short match overall, but it was fun. I liked it. I thought you know the pacing was fine. Tommy Dreamer is enormous, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, nice guy at the bar though. Uh-huh. I will say that you did talk to him briefly uh, the night number two, so that was kind of cool. Anyway, so let's move on. Well, you did. I know, but I had this. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Oh, and then uh, Matt Cardona and Alex Shelley was the next match. I yes. totally forgot that this one even existed. Um. It was a they're, fun match. They're, they're, they're doing it to set up um, uh, the Cardonas versus uh, um, Heath and Rhino. Yes, that was, that was basically the setup for this yeah. because Heath and Rhino came out to attack. And at this point, uh, Brian Myers was still digital media champion. Right. So keep that in mind as well. Yep. We told you spoilers. We're giving you spoilers here. We're giving you a lot of spoilers. Oh, yeah. But overall, like I said, fun match. It was a roll-up after a belt shot with the digital media champion. Yep. So uh, that tie-in was actually appropriate. Uh, Raj Singh taking on Joe Hendry, who was the most over guy in the entire building. Yeah, was pretty Joe much. Hendry. Yep. Uh, Joe Hendry's my favorite. Because his theme song is just awesome. Yeah. Uh, people were so into his stuff pretty much the entire time. Uh, it was a fun, very interactive match with the fans. Yep. A lot of people really got into a lot of the stuff that yep, Joe Hendry really was doing. Yeah, up the crowd yep. a lot more. Yep. Um, especially given like the last two like kind of right. matches, you know, you yep. kind of have to. Uh, Put them back into a good mood, you know? Yep. So it was a spine buster for Joe Hendry to win. People were super stoked on him. Cool. Let's talk about the six-woman tag, which I actually have a picture for. Vex and Giselle Shaw taking on Jordan Grace, Mickey James, and apparently it was Mickey James again. It was Taylor Wilde. Ah, so. Yep, it was. <laughs> it was. And then afterwards, because um, there was a group of gals that were really into Taylor Wilde, and Taylor Wilde made an appearance. So. Well, I was wondering what was going on there. Uh, we were sitting right next to them, other than like the right. spot next to us for Goldie. And after this match, I think it was like two matches after, uh, Taylor ran up and they were talking, and then she kind of left like underneath a hoodie. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what is? Uh, obviously, there's a there has to be a friendship there somewhere. Yeah. But anyways. Um, this was, I, I am, I'm really digging VXT actually now. Um, I wasn't sure at first, but they work really well together. They do. They have a good attitude with yeah. them together. I like the, I like the Gazelle Shaw with them as well. Yeah. Um, like as that six woman faction, to be honest with you, the match itself was whatever. Uh, Mickey James cannot hit this Mickey DDT to save her fucking life. Yeah. I don't know why. This is like the fifth time I've seen this move. And for some reason, Something fucks up, and yeah. it's like, okay, at this point, can we just not, right. like, legitimately? Right. So that was kind of annoying, but it is what it is. Uh, that was the end of that round of tapings. Yes, yeah, so that so, was the end of night. That was so— No, that was not the end of night one. So there were two episodes right, right. There taped. There were two episodes taped per night, so this was the end of the first show that would be— that was the end of the first show that would be an actual show. Yes. So this is going to be the main event for one, Impact One of the nights, week. yes. Well, one of the weeks. We're not sure if that is necessarily going to reflect legitimately next week or is one of the other episodes right. going to be the first choice in. So right. we don't know that yet. Right. We know which one the opening contests are because— They, they say the opening contest right. is blank. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that's kind of there. Uh, the next episode started off with Kenny King taking on Mike Bailey, mm-hmm. who you really like, and I, um, 
you know, during the show, where Peanut Gallery and I, we really heckle, like, super yeah, heckle. Yeah, we do. But, you know, the thing is, is that... We, it's, we legitimately heckle from the heart. Right, and, but it's all in good fun. People laugh at it. We don't get in trouble for right. it because we... We're very clever with it because we're like, okay, there are kids here. Let's not try to be – let's try to do, like, sexual stuff or whatever innuendo. Yeah. And it makes people laugh a lot. So right. um, I called uh, I, I called Mike Bailey, uh, Mark Marrow, Light, and people really like that. I really <laughs> like that too. <laughs> he kind of does look like Mark Marrow. Okay. So anyways. Um, um, it, was, it, was a, it was a pretty good match. I actually really liked yeah. this one. The pacing was good. There were some points where it was a little mid, but, you know, it can't be, like, phonetically paced all the time because this is an American show. Mm -hmm. And it was a roll-up for Bailey to pick up the victory. Also, this was an Exhibition Champion tournament match. It was. So there So you this go. was the final one, I think, that they taped for this round. Yes. Uh, the next match was Savannah Evans and Jessica. Uh, we were heckling about um, uh, the When We Were Young concert because Jessica is wearing all that neon color. Yeah. So we're like, she needs to go to that. And the girls that we um, mentioned earlier, they were like, oh, we're going to that. It's like, oh, that's cool. We're not. What are you guys saying? Oh, no, we live here. <laughs> that was, I thought that was pretty funny, actually, that yeah. people were like, oh, you guys live here. It's like, yeah, we live here. So that was neat. But anyway, um, the match itself was fun. I thought it yeah. was actually fairly well paced for, you know, uh, the two women in the ring. So yeah. I was very, very satisfied with that given experience and certain yeah. maybe, uh, you know, Jessica's a bit larger. So yeah. it, sometimes it's a hit or miss with a larger woman, yeah. you know, a larger competitor in general wrestling. Yeah, it is. But she's really coming to and, her And And Ty is really fitting into that group really well too. So yeah, that I was, really helps. I was a bit worried about that, but, you know, she's really getting into the Death Dolls quite well. Yeah. It was a full Nelson slam for Savannah Evans to actually win this match. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised about that. Uh, much needed victory, and yep. it looks like the Death Dolls are going to be in in the competition with Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles which, for for that for the knockout yeah. tag, which is totally fine. Yep. I'm I'm like okay, cool. It's not Vex again, right? All right. Once again, we have to have the hardcore match. Yeah. Well, no wait. Was this a hardcore match or no? Next, the next one the was next a hardcore one. Was a one. Hardcore yes. Match. So Eric Young, Sammy Callahan. This was promoted already. They they started yeah. this rivalry, this program already. Yeah. So uh, that is what it is. It was a no contest. It was a whatever to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, because the the extras who dressed as the design guys ran in pretty yeah, well. Yeah, the VBD guys. Yeah. yeah uh, they were they were all extras from the wrestling school. Yep. Yeah, um. Except for two. Yes. Which were Alan Angels and Connor from The Ascension, yep. uh, who are now official members of Violent by Design. Yep. And I am okay with that, actually. I yep. think that'll add really good dynamic to yes. the group itself. as we will talk about later on, it is going to be a new Violent by Design. It kind of looks, looks like it's going that direction, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. I wonder why they're doing that change up there. Maybe, maybe Eric Young is going for like another throat surgery or something. Uh, who knows? All right, so... Is, is that the next match? No, it wasn't. No. Oh, you know what was next? It was the Chance segment. So, I think this was only for the people in Vegas. But uh, Chance, who is the mascot for the Vegas Golden Knights, came out with some random, and they were throwing shirts yes. into the crowd. And um, I think it was the Cardonas who came yeah. out to interrupt him, and then... Was it Joe Hendry? It was Joe Hendry. Who it was came Joe Hendry again. Yes. Right, and he came out and attacked. Uh, Chance bit Cardona. It was a lot of fun. It was a great segment. Uh, Chance is very good. Like yeah. he's a great mascot. I mean, the guy who plays Chance is very good. Well, he yeah. knows what he's doing. Whoever was in that costume knows how knows how a ring works. Yep, absolutely. 
It was just a lot of fun. So the next match here was Moose taking on Ace Austin. It was a fun match. Yeah. Um, given a big man, small man, sometimes they, they don't work really well. But this one actually did tend to work well. And it was a uh, jackknife pin for Ace Austin to actually win yeah. after... Oh, God, who distracted Moose? Uh, I think it, it was, was Bully Ray. Yeah, it was yeah, Bully Ray. Bully Ray and Moose are in a program as well. Remember that. Right, 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 so right. So earlier in the night when Tommy Dreamer had his match, Bully Ray was out there as well, and Moose interfered mm -hmm. during that segment too. So they did kind of two separate segments. And we'll see, as you will see, that happened again the next night. Right, it did. Uh, let's talk about the tag team match with Ozzy Open and Frankie Kazarian, Josh Alexander. This was an excellent match. It was. It was a good match. I thought that, I thought it was very well paced. Yeah. Everybody just looks so good, and people really gave Ozzy Open. I love to see Ozzy Open. You do. Well, because they're part of the United Empire. They are. So. I'm United Empire for life. So. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, you have uh, Ozzy Open, who I think are good representations in um, uh, New Japan Strong yes. for... The United Empire. Yeah, and they don't play a heel faction. They play a face faction, whereas in Japan, they're not faces. Right. I think I think that's a I think that's actually fairly common yeah. is if you're a babyface in one place, sometimes you'll go heel or you'll do a different gimmick change. It's like Matt Cardona. Yeah. He's much different in Impact than he is in NWA. Right. Or in any other place like GCW. Right. So. So, anyways, it was a good match. Um, Kazarian picked up the win, I believe. Yeah, it was a float. It was his little float and cutter thing on yep. one of the open guys for that. It was a good match. I really liked it overall. And we have our main event, Eddie Edwards versus PCO in a street fight. I was, I was kind of... Kind of mid. It was kind of, a, yeah, it was a mixed bag for me. It was just, a, you know, the, the issue was is that I just, I feel like it really did it not really get out of that second no, gear. No, You know, I'm, I'm expecting a little more with the, yeah. like a street fight, especially a PCO street fight, right? Yep. So, uh, sorry, new hats, you gotta break them in a little bit, so there you go. But, you know, given the rivalry going into it, because PCO did attack on her no more to get that separation going, uh, it was a moonsault for him to win, it was all well and good. PCO was a lot shorter in person yeah. than I thought. He was at the after party for night two, Yeah. at the very end. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that after party, because we have a lot of stories. But that was the end of the first one, but let's talk about the after party, the first after party. It was just there. I there were, there were wrestlers everywhere, and they were standing around us, and everybody was just having a freaking ball, and we were probably there until about 11.45. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think we left at, I think we left at midnight. Because so we, anyways, um, yeah. let's move on to night number two. Night, the, the first after party was a little more lively. Or there was a situation, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. We don't uh, have to. I don't want to. Of course you don't. You don't want to do anything fun. No. So let's talk about our first match, which was Sandra Moon, who was a um, FS or an FC an FSW. It was FSW. Yes. Okay, I was right the first time. I don't know why my brain's like FCW because I'm an idiot. So and then uh, Killer Kelly. This was just weird. It was. It was. Uh, it, it was, was very mid. Yeah. Mid. 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 It was just kind of clunky, very slow, yep. killer lock for Kelly to win, obviously. Uh, Andrew Everett and Yuya Uramura. Again, we see Uramura, but Andrew Everett, I was actually surprised to see him there. Yeah. Um, I called him uh, Butch Light, and people really got that because I said Butch, like, clearly, and people really dug that because people were like, man, he, he kind of looks like Pete Dunne. I'm like, he's not Pete Dunne Light, he's Butch Light right? because it kind of plays in. That was a lot of fun. But it was the flying cross body for Yuya to actually win this match. Yeah. It was fun. I liked it. I thought the pacing was actually very good. Yeah. Let's talk about our 
first our uh, first championship match. There were a couple of titles on the line through this one. Yes, there were. Uh, which was missing from night number one. Yeah, night number one did not have any title defense. So it was uh, Joe Hendry, Brian Myers for the Digital Media Champion. Once again, very popular. The match itself was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Very good. Uh, good back and forth, I thought. Rivalry. Very nicely done. And then it was the spinebuster for Joe Hendry to actually win this championship. Yep, his first his first title in Impact. Yep, first title in Impact. And I think it's a great title for him because he is very um, he's very uh, digital media and also very live crowd friendly. So I think that will really put a lot of prestige on the belt that is so desperately needed right now. It is. Um, and that also frees up the Cardonas for their tag team pursuits. Right, exactly. Uh, Trey Miguel and Mike Bailey in another X-Division match. And, of course, the match ended with a disqualification um, because there was no there was a lose-lose situation if he yep. did it clean because they're both just over as hell. Yeah, but the issue is, well, they, they have a couple of weeks before overdrive, but the, but, wait. No, now, this, now, this was this was all lead up to overdrive. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fully aware of this, but yeah. this was a semifinals. It match, was, wasn't it? Yes, but there no, was a, yes, it was a semifinals match. Oh, that's right, because there, because um, Trey Miguel did technically win. Yes, because Kenny King attacked Trey. Trey. Yeah. So and that causes then, disqualification. Right, and that right. sets up it sets up uh, Mike Bailey and Kenny King. Right, right. My my brain was kind of like putting that those right. pieces together, but you know it is what it is. I I really liked it in that way. Uh, we had G Sharp taking on Bupinder Gujar. Bupinder Gujar has a new theme and stuff, and it sounded like a band that I listened to all the time when I worked at an amusement park. And it's bothering me literally to this day on who it was. As soon as I figure it out, I'm going to like. Post it on social media. Okay, <laughs> but um, I I, did, I dug it, and also uh, G Sharp was trying to get people against him because like I hate this city, and it's like he's from California. Well, then go back. Like fuck you. Anyway, um, it was the gargoyle spear. Uh, Peanut Gallery actually was really starting to dig Bupinder yeah, in this match. You I were was. like, you were like, okay, you were like very impressed by yep, the guy. I am. So. You know, definitely a good future for him because Peanut Gallery is the most stickler of sticklers when it comes to talent. So when he actually kind of perks up with a talent, it's like, okay, there's definitely right. a fresh thing right. here. Kind of, kind of like how I am with Wheeler Yuta. Like, I like Wheeler a lot. Right. It's a very good talent, you know, but it's just buried in the midst of everything else. You know what's really weird? Like, Peanut Gallery, we're going to go off on a tangent, but whatever. It's on my show. I do what I want. Uh, you are kind of weird on people until you see them live. Yeah. Like, uh, with Roman Reigns' theme song, you were not a big fan of it until we went to uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I see the appeal of it because yeah. it was really cool. But anyway, no, that wasn't that much of a rant. Let's talk about Chelsea Green and Mickey James. The match itself was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Um, the pacing was kind of weird. It was. It was a, this was probably one of the slower matches on the card. Which is very odd because usually they have a better paced match and yeah. Mickey James, given her experience, should know how to pace it, especially after two nights of wrestling like this, you yeah. know? So, but anyway, it was a jackknife pin for Mickey James to win. Remember, as soon as Mickey James loses a match, she retires from in-ring competition. Right. So, this or, was just keeping that streak alive. Yes, exactly. Like with the six-man. Uh, so, we have Ziggy Dice and Bully Ray. It was literally one move. It was. And 
So it's kind of a stinker there. Yep. Uh, um, moose, it moose was. It was again. It was just there so that Moose would interfere. Yeah, That's uh, the Moose, only moose put Bully Ray through the table, and Bully Ray challenged Moose for a tables match for Overdrive. It Did was. he say Overdrive? Yep, okay. It was Overdrive. Yes. Okay. 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 Which is all well and good because they actually yeah. have a good rivalry yes, going into it. Absolutely. So, um, not mad about that, but you can't really say too much about a one move match. Now we have our second title match, which was Jordan Grace and Gazelle Shaw for the Knockouts This champion. was an excellent match. This was very good. And this was, I was a very well-paced match. Uh, this might have been Gazelle Shaw's best match by a mile. She shined in this match. It was very well-paced. Jordan Grace is such a... She's a much better singles than a tag. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I could never get into Jordan Grace's attack. Like, no. she was the, the tag with um, Rachel Ellering when they won the knockouts tag. She's done tag team rivalries in the past, but just could not get there. But then this Jordan Grace, who just looks awesome, by the yeah. way. Uh, just definitely your best title reign so far. Yeah, like, much a much way. different level yeah. of uh, competition. Also, yeah. a much different move set. But Gazelle was really the person that yeah. really shined for Absolutely. me. Absolutely, um, she really was a beacon. I think uh, it's once again Peanut Gallery expressing that interest in a competitor. You mm -hmm. know, you're doing good. Right. Once again, the most pain in the ass person to get to do anything. <laughs> so. But overall, it was fine. It was a great driver for Jordan Grace to win. I do not know why my thing says um, feast, but it does. It's, well, a, it's Grace. My, my notes. So that was the main event. New episode for night number two. Right. So this was. So this is the overdrive now. I mean, this is the impact before overdrive. So they had it advertised and everything for like tomorrow night, blah, blah, blah. Overdrive. Right. So everything from here out is the go-home show. For yes, this, is, this was a go-home show. So it was Black Taurus, PJ Black in another tournament match. Yeah. Uh, Black Taurus won. Yeah. yeah, he won with a thing. I didn't watch it because I was uh, paying attention to something else. I can't remember what I was doing. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Taurus. So, yeah, so that sets up Taurus versus Trey Miguel for the X Division Champion Overdrive, which is going to be a good match. So yep, absolutely. Go. Yep. So uh, all the tournament matches, we know yep, everything. Yep, that, those are all the tournament matches. Uh, we have Raj Singh and Shira, Ozzy Open, Bullet Club, and Motor City Machine Guns in a four-way This was a weird match. match. I wasn't a big fan of it, but then I'm like, okay, the, the work pace is really good. Yes. And when we talked about the Fatal 4-Way tag team match at uh, Triple Mania, and I look at this match as a comparison because it's apples to apples, this was a, just a much better match yeah. because the pacing was so much better. Yeah. There were times when you can cool off. There were slower moments, and and I think that's really important yeah. in a match. It can't be phonetic all the time. Right. Um. But I just did not like the fact that you had only two representatives yeah. in the match. It's like okay, choose right. either have you know a representative in every team or don't do it at all. Right. And it's like okay, come on. Is there a company that can do that consistently? Because I would like that. It's not like a it's not like a regular standard triple threat or fatal four way. They have to tag in, right? You know, some do, which is really weird. Anyway, uh, Tasha Seals and Taya Valkyrie once again. It is building up to Death Dolls taking on Savannah Evans and Tasha Seals. Where they had that, and then it was a roll up, and the match itself was just kind of lame. Yeah, it just it was very odd. It felt like they did not know what to do with each other. Exactly. So that was really weird. There was a post-match attack on Taya till Jessica came out. Yep. 
um, beat up all the uh, the other two because it was only Rosemary who was out there for some reason. So that was very weird. Yeah. I'm going to assume they'll have an explanation for that in post. Yeah. But it was just like, why wasn't she out there? She was there this right. week. Because so. we don't see all the post-production stuff. They do that after the fact. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, we had C. Macklin and Tommy Dreamer in an old school rules match. Oh my uh, God! It was, this was this was a really awkward match. Very lame. It was. Oh my God! It was so clunky and it was the really boring. The finishes came out of nowhere. Yep. DDT um, on and, chairs. It was yeah. like what the fuck ever. Oh yeah, and then um, Bully Ray was out there. Moose came out and attacked Bully Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, not not during the match, but it was after the match. Yep, absolutely. And it was just like, oh. I had a bad taste in my mouth after yeah. that one. So you saw now Bully Ray, Moose is interfering twice, so that means that there were two shows that were going to have that at minimum. Yep. Okay, so our next match was Laredo Kid taking on Rich Swan. Um, a short match, but a fun match. Yeah, it was kind of an awkwardly placed match, too. Yeah, a little bit. I would say that this would have been better as the opener. I was expecting that, yeah. Probably would have been a lot better Yeah. on that. Uh, Eric Young and Sammy Callahan in the Death Machine Double Jeopardy match where you had to make your opponent bleed before you could pin him. So um, it was obvious that it was not real blood. Yeah. It was uh, It was very much capsule whatever the capsule stuff is. I mean, visually it looked pretty good, and I'm assuming for television they'll probably yeah. do some color correction in post, but... Uh, Eric Young definitely was like crimsoned up pretty good. And yeah. It's like this is not how blood reacts. This right. is very weird. Yeah. Um, unless he got cut really bad, you don't. I mean, it was like blood and sweat and shit, but you just don't continue to bleed like that. Right. It, it, it clots. Right. At some point in time. Yeah. And after wrestling around, why is your face still red, but the rest of your body is not? Like that doesn't make any goddamn sense. But anyway. Um, the match itself was a fun hardcore fight, I will say. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was exactly what it needed to yep. be given the rivalry, and it was a pile driver for Sammy Callahan to win. Yep. And then the other members of Violent by Design come out, and they just stared at Eric Young. Yeah. And they just kind of left. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Right. And maybe we'll get a better explanation of it on television when it does come out eventually. Right. Or they do the next round of tapings right. because. Uh, I, there has to be more, isn't there? No, Overdrive. That, yeah. that, that's really it. Like, yeah, this is like four weeks of taping. Yeah, they did four weeks of taping. So then the next time they come back, they'll do Overdrive, and then they'll do their tapings afterwards. Right. I totally forgot that I actually had a graphic for that match. Anyway, uh, let's go to our main event, which was Josh Alexander and Matt Cardona. The match itself was fine. It was fine. It was nothing to write home to mom about. Right. But why did, why did Matt Cardona get a title opportunity before? For Frankie Gazarian, because Overdrive is literally tomorrow. Or in in the context of this show, Overdrive is tomorrow. Right. So it's like, what the fuck was going on right. there? I don't know. It was very strange. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume there will be something there, but if the Cardonas are going into a rivalry with Heath and Rhino for the tag team champions, why does Cardona get a world title match? Right. Is this is this going to be a main event that's going to be? On television, we don't know that. That's you see, that's the other key there too, because that Eric Young, Sammy Callahan thing, where they're staring down Eric Young, could theoretically be the main event right. of this that was, show. And this was something that was exclusive to us, right? Perhaps it was still, it was still, you know, it was an okay match. It was yeah. pretty, pretty standard fare. Yeah. Um. Obviously, uh, 
C4 spike for Josh Alexander to win, yeah. but it was there. It was a lot of fun. We went to the after party. We saw a Mark be an absolute annoyance to my life. Peanut Gallery and I were texting each other, just like, this guy is pissing me off. And yeah. Like, Do I, should I hit him? I really want to get up and hit him, but I like this place, so yeah. let's not get kicked out. So anyways, that was our experience. Um, They are coming back. In February, they're doing three nights of tapings. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm going to be mentally prepared for that, but maybe. First night is going to be, I think, No Surrender, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So the first night is going to be an Impact, 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 Impact Plus special, and then the next two nights will be additional tapings. Gotcha. So yeah, that was Sin City Showdown. A lot of fun, good stuff all the way around. Um, if you ever have any sort of hesitation to get impact taping or impact tickets, don't. It's a lot of fun. It is. We always come on here and we always give the praises to Impact because yeah. they always pull off something pretty good. It's not slow and clunky. Uh, the people are very approachable when you go to the after parties. It's all just a really good time. Just in general so right uh, wherever you are going get tickets to those shows it's just a ball so yep. anyways that's pretty much it for us next week um there we are have no, no we have no clue what we're going to do so uh i our initial our initial plan was going to have the impact shows separate from the pay-per-view shows but we just want to get all done yep. so uh tbd um on that but yep. if you did enjoy the show, take it away. Yes, if you did like it, remember to like it, comment down below, let us know what you think. Get a hat. It's going to be in the link tree or link down below in the description. Uh, they're very comfortable, actually. Uh, we just, just have to break into them. Yeah, I think we got these, like, last week. So, you know, we're just uh, – we just only wear them for the shows. But, yes, get a hat. Lots of fun. Uh, follow us on all of our social medias. Become a patron because patrons actually get an exclusive hat if you are a cyber member. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then also you have an opportunity to win a free hat. And sometimes it might be signed, but yours truly. So definitely consider yep. that if you want it. And as always, be majestic.